Good evening, friends. Here we are. Good evening. I'm honored tonight to have as our guest, not even a guest, our, my better half, Reason for Life, Mrs. L, who joins us right now. First, may I ask if we are coming through loud and clear? We normally, we are sharing this particular microphone. We have a de minimis audio setup, so if you are hearing this, and if this is coming clear, please give us the 5x5 five five signal, and darling, welcome. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for having me on. something I don't know when in the middle of the night last night where there's a big peach shortage in Georgia there's something going on there so that warrants some research but I was very disappointed because usually by now in Jersey you start seeing all of the tons of blueberries and corn and peaches All right. Thank you so much. We are back. Me, my we beautiful back. speech about the produce. Everybody, nobody Let's heard. Let's start from the beginning. I have no idea where we are. Oh my it's, goodness! You know how this okay. thing is. So we went to two different farms today after a wonderful lunch with a very dear friend, and I found it for July, uh, the beginning of July, very very sparse, produce wise. Usually, you see loads of corn, loads of blueberries in Jersey, loads of peaches. I saw very little. Of all of that, I saw a couple of small little peaches. It almost looked like they were made in a hothouse or something. And I did. I was saying I was watching something. I don't know what it was in the middle of last night about uh, the state of Georgia. There is a shortage this year of peaches. And so Georgia that's peaches. Georgia peaches, yes. And so I, of course, was going around looking at the produce to see labels now because I'm looking for that label. You know, I talk to a lot of farmers now across the United States. And that, what is it called, a peel? Mm -hmm. that coating that they're putting on cucumbers, all kinds of vegetables, all kinds of apples, uh, fruits, to make it last longer. Yet this is an insect repellent, but they want us to eat it. So I'm like always on the lookout now for that appeal label, or also if it's made in Mexico. We don't want to get fooled. We're going to Jersey Farms. That's right. And I don't want my fruit or vegetable coming from Mexico. We need to support American farmers. We need to shop American farmers. We need to give them every penny we have if we're going to go to farms. Let's keep it in America. Let's talk about a couple of things. Let's let's bring uh, people up to speed here. You are the owner, the operator, the founder, the CEO of Lynn's Warriors. I certainly am. What inspired you to do this? What was your calling? 
Well, I don't want to bore your audience with... Uh, you can't. Uh, with any of this. To, to, make, to make this a short, simple story, everybody. I woke up one day at the beginning of COVID. I had been working with a client prior to this, uh, helping her write a book about domestic violence, doing all the research and intersected with human trafficking, sexual exploitation. And in doing this research a couple of years back, it was just a few short years ago, wasn't that long ago, I could not believe what is going on here in the United States. Now, I consider myself fairly smart, fairly uh, knowledgeable. I read a lot. I did not even understand myself. And I'm talking about the United States because mostly anything I ever heard uh, in showbiz or, or around New York City was was focused on other countries. What's happening to kids and women and, and some boys and men in Thailand and Philippines, all these other countries, Mexico. This is going on right here in our own communities. And that led me to become sort of this crazed woman where I woke up one day and said to you, I am going to become a warrior, a word I don't use. I don't think I've ever used it in my life until recently. I said, I, at this point in my life, why that word? Why that term? Because you must be a warrior 24-7, 365, nonstop. Even with 4th of July upon us, there are no days you take off. You never let up. You never stop. You just keep going. And I figured at this point in my life, who's going to stop me? I have a lot of knowledge on my shoulders. Who's even doing with what I'm doing my true vision of how to help, you know, intervene and prevent a lot of people don't even know what I do behind the scenes. You know, I'll just leave it at that. So was it that's first, it. That's was it, it first yeah. child trafficking or human trafficking or child abuse or child abduction? Tell us the the development. The um, it was. I always say it's a big wheel with a lot of spokes. No, but, but see, what did you I, notice I, at first? I'm telling okay, you. Okay, okay. When I was researching for this book, and the book was about domestic violence. Right. We all know somebody, either you, a family member, a friend. We all know it has touched all of our lives in one way or the other. Now, in doing the research, it intersected. There were different stories of human trafficking because there is domestic violence involved in a lot of these human trafficking relationships. Right. Coercion, force. It's all kind of uh, intersecting. That's the word I constantly use. And... So I just kept getting stuck on when I came to things about children. And I'm like, certainly people don't do that to kids to this extent. How common is this? How normal is this? And that's when I was reading these stories about parents trafficking, selling their kids. When I was reading about our own complicit government, that may be another program, you know, not getting more involved, not stopping this. Why don't we have legislation directly saying, no, 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 you don't touch our kids. No, no, no. And so it was the kids, the kids angle. But that being said, that is the priority. Our future adults, our future leaders. I am, I am working with all people in the United States as far as uh, the trafficking, the exploitation, but we have to, the primary primary goal right now is getting our kids. We don't want new victims. We don't want new, you know, I work with a lot of survivors of this. What's the good of that? We're chasing it after all the bad. We have to help those people as well, but we have to get in there and not have these new 
uh, victims fall prey because right now, and I tell you this every day, the predators are winning and there's no stopping them. What's the worst thing you've seen without I can't. violating the, well, just, just in, well, you know what I'm saying, within the confines of YouTube and maybe the subject matter, the, something that just the, blows your mind. The worst thing, I have many people say to me, how do you do this work? Because it's so disturbing. Because I'm able to put a wall up and stay to the right side of the wall to just focus on being a warrior and keep going with the goal being if I help one person a day, one child a day, educate one person a day, that is the goal. Not the big picture. I'm not ending human trafficking. I'm not stopping it, right? The worst thing that does stop me in my tracks, and I try not to think about it, is the demand is for zero to two years old with sex trafficking. Now, you don't hear this in the media. You don't really read about this at all. It is zero to two years a old. A newborn. And what is zero, everybody? I, I, It's a newborn. And the thought of a newborn, and I have a million questions. Who are these women having these babies? Where are these babies? Where are these babies coming from? What happens to these babies after they're abused? All of those questions. And that fact, zero to two years old, that comes from many reliable uh, law enforcement sources. And that is the one thing I cannot believe. We know, we know there are farms where women are having these babies specifically for the traffickers. And that is, that is the one thing, followed up by parents, family members who traffic their own kids because they need drug money, they need rent money, they need uh, food money. I don't know. I, I would scrub a sewer, wash a toilet uh, to feed my kids. I don't understand any of that. So that th those two things are what really gets me. And it's very common. It's much more common, really much more common than anybody ever knows or hears about. Is one of the biggest problems you have trying to get people to get past their own shock where they say, no, 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 no. This can't be. Let's move on. I don't want to live in a society where fellow humans, I don't want to know this. La, 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 la. How often mm. do you see that? I see that on a daily basis, and I can't blame people. This is so ugly, so horrific. One can't imagine how normalized, especially, I would say to you, in the last few years, all of this has become. I don't blame people for not wanting to hear about it, not wanting to know about it, but what people have to understand is we all are online pretty much. The internet, our kids, 30 and under, have grown up in this bubble. It's part of their lives. The schools are using it. Everybody's using it. And that is why we have to talk about it. We have to get into the homes, into your minds, into your brains about digital safety. What does that mean? Because digital safety means in 2023, all of you have to think about the digital footprint of your child. When I say child, I say 30 and under, but child who's ever living you know, in your home. But we have to think about it. It's not the kid's fault. It's not our fault. This has been thrown at us. Who knew when they started? I just asked you the other day, what happened to that MySpace? Remember MySpace? Mm -hmm. It was a cute little thing with your friends, and then that evolved, and all of a sudden it was Facebook. And now it's explosive, as, as all of you know. And the digital footprint is your child's future as we go into, this gets a little involved, but as we go into AI, we have not done a good enough job with protecting kids and all people on the internet. And now all of a sudden we're going into this 
big question mark of AI. So you have to be the warrior. You have to take control. You, you have to understand what's going on, form these family digital partnerships. Nobody's doing it for you. You have to be up on the platforms, what's going on in them, open and honest communication with your kids. I don't care if they're six years old, do it age appropriate. I don't care if they're 18, do it appropriately. And you can do it. It's up to us. But we have to, those simple things of, you know, only friends and family should be on, on accounts. And, and most people don't. They have a lot of strangers on, on their accounts. Things like safety features and filters, things like uh, gab.com is the great website, bark.us, to have those safety features and filters. I mean, there's so much great information uh, out there, and people aren't using it. I think that is the most frustrating thing to me. And again, it goes back to, and I don't blame anybody, it's too dark and ugly. But what I want to say, let me just finish this thought. What I want to say is everybody comes to me after the fact. My son received a nude image you know, from a girl. It turned out to be a 60-year-old guy uh, extorting him for money now. Or a girl, 14 years old, leaves her home. It's always after the fact. We have to get in there and educate before the fact. It can be done because the people we work with, the schools we work with, we are seeing tremendous progress. We are seeing uh, tremendous um, devotion to this subject matter. Once people get a grip on it. And I also think there's power in numbers. So if more people form little, you know, family pods and talk about it or community pods, or you get together with a few of your friends, you all talk about, it. you know, there's power in numbers, strength in numbers. I, I can't say it enough. I mean, I'm a broken record and I'm proud to be one. You got to get a handle on this because you're not hearing the true stories <clears throat> of what's going on behind the scenes with kids. This is a link. This. this is a link to your uh, YouTube channel. Can we check, let me throw some things in there. What do you think about the riots in France? Well, France is not our country, but I'm going to tell you why I'm concerned about the riots in France. I see it as a precursor to what will come to the United States. Now, I thought for sure, living in New York City with the Daniel Penny case, the uh, Marine who very heroically, in my opinion, on a subway fairly recently, um, stopped a crazy person from harassing all the other people on the train, okay? Now, a lot of those people are standing up for him in his defense, but you're not gonna see them in the media. You're not gonna hear about them. I find it somewhat silenced. We're not hearing from any of them. I did hear a few stories. They were so thankful that he stepped in. Now, this person, you know. Who said, by the way, I don't care if you kill me. I don't care if what you do to me or something. He basically was threatening people and said, I don't care if you and... Well, he was threatening, give right. me food, give me money, kill me. Just terrific. We're not hearing that part of the story that, that we know about. Anyway, unfortunately, he died. And, of course, the ex-Marine, uh, Daniel Penny, was apprehended. First, they let him go. And then because the... What shall we call them? The few, the few that you would think there are millions ruling everything, everybody, you, you are all aware that most people are like you, like us across the country. Uh, they're not like these crazed people demanding all this restorative justice, and that just doesn't exist. The media, of course, pushes that. Print pushes that to a certain extent. But people are like you and me, right? So they, re they, they bring him back in and arrest Daniel Penny or charge him. You're the lawyer, so mm -hmm. well, they charged him. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess it's going to trial soon, something. But here's why I'm concerned. I thought for sure when that happened, it's very tense here in New York City. I thought there would be 
I call it, you know, the George Floyd effect. I thought with that Daniel Penny, before they uh, were uh, going to mm-hmm. charge him the second time, they let him go the first time, mm-hmm. that we would have. Now, we had one little disturbance, but I was sure it was going to happen. Now, they quelled that. That's That got squashed. I think now France. Here's two reasons why I'm concerned. Precursor to they're going to hold back everything in the United States until election time. And then we're going to see riots in the streets because they will do anything. We have to see how all this plays out, certainly in the next couple of months even, uh, between if there are any debates, if who's going to be nominated to the part, different parties. I think they're holding back. Don't you think that? Like, the, it's just too quiet here. It's they're also going back. to the Netherlands as well. But here's but here's why I'm concerned. we're becoming habituated to violence. That's so. what I'm saying. It's more of a global thought. It's coming here, but they told them, hold down for now. We're going to wait for the big one. And I think the big one is election time. They'll do anything to disturb the upcoming election. But the second reason I think it's important is because our children, again, if they're 25, if they're 15, they are online. They are seeing these violent images. They are seeing these fires. They are seeing disruption. They are seeing chaos. Therefore, it is up to us to step in and open the conversation, open the discussion. Let's talk about it. What have you seen? And because kids are scared coming out of the last few years, and I don't even want to say that name of anything, between masks, you can't go outside. Now we got smoke. New York City's full of smoke. They said And they, aphids and bugs. And they got those bugs. And just talking about those bugs, I'm itchy. But they're like the other day in New York City, they said the pools are closed, the public pools. Don't bring your kids to playgrounds. Stay in the house. Don't go outside. So again, our kids, all of this is thrown at them. And then if they go online and they see fires and people shooting at police, their little minds can't handle all of this. So we have to talk about what's happening in France. Age appropriate. We, we, you know, we don't have to go into you know over-explaining, but reassure them everything's okay. You're safe with me. That kind of thing. So it's kind of global now that we have to talk to our kids about certain issues uh, that pop up. I would not be surprised if there are not choreographed, planned, strategic mm. um, implements of almost um, synchronized of choreography ready to go for the next. There will yes. be another um, person, black, white, someone, will be shot by the police. I don't know when, don't know where, don't know the circumstance, doesn't matter. It will happen. And you will it, you will be astounded at how fast mm-hmm. not only it occurs, but how the media will reflect it and how it'll be George Floyd again and begin we are becoming habituated to it and what happens is whenever there is a disruption in order, no matter who does it, no matter what's who's responsible, the shadow government, the deep state, whoever you want to call it, they benefit tremendously from it. So remember, the same thing goes for groups like Atpour. Remember during um, Occupy Wall Street, there are organizations around the world ready to go. Look at Maidan, look at what happened in Ukraine. There are groups that will show you how to organize, how to meet, how to group, how to have a theme song, how to use the sound of implements for rhythms they have signs they, they you have it's like a do what you it's like party city for rioters now next subject we were listening to this during our significant cruise in the yugo a stretch 
AI, AGI, we were listening to everybody, uh, mostly was Max Tegmark, who I think is the most interesting. Do you think people have any idea of what AI and AGI represent? Absolutely not. <laughs> and I don't even know how to answer it because I don't even have a full understanding. The only thing I know, and he actually said later in that lecture we were listening to, we have not done a good enough job with, and I say this in quotes, everybody, social media. When I say we, I actually mean big tech, I mean the government, our legislators, law enforcement have not done a good enough job protecting people. How the heck are they going to address AI, AGI, artificial general intelligence, or just artificial intelligence? They can't. And every expert will say the same thing. We don't know. And they also always say where there's good and there is some good, a lot of good coming out, you know, different medical things, which would be very useful. There's a bad side. There's always bad actors. I find it completely frightening. I don't understand. Nobody learned anything from the internet. What's going on? Again, my mind goes to more of the big tech, more of the money to be made. How are we going to fight this? We can't. And how are we going to deal with our children with all of this? I find it completely frightening. When they tell us it's coming, what do I always say to you? It's here. They just haven't fully launched it upon us yet. So um, I, I don't know. You know, they launched it a few months ago with the cute chat GPT. And now all of a sudden it's chat GPT-4. But now they're talking about it multiplying itself and taking over brains and bodies and and completely frightening but well, people confuse it with cute robots they're not they're not they understanding have no idea what it is. what's but we don't even have a full understanding of what it is so i'm not understanding what i do understand and i'm quoting from this lecture we were listening to that we are at a fork in the road right now do you remember that part you're saying oh, yeah. we're at a fork in the road right now and this is the first kind of human change what will happen in 100,000 years. You remember he was saying that? And I do believe that. But again, while everybody's busy talking about perhaps trans stuff, fighting over elections, this is all being done behind the scenes, and you will wake up one day, I fully believe this, this will be launched upon you, and none of us will know. You will never know when it's been launched. That's the thing. There's no, it doesn't exist in a place. You don't go someplace. They don't, you don't say, oh, look, the AI, AGI bots are here. It doesn't work like that. It is an artificial intelligence, a spirit. Think of it as a possession. Think of it as evil. Think of it as God or angels or whatever this is, inhabiting systems. And once it's there, there's no way to stop it. It's gone. Imagine this. Somebody said it's like, it's like creating an 800-pound gorilla and giving it a 300 IQ. And it can create itself like that. And it it takes off. You're done. You can't call it back. That's the well, thing. Well, let me ask you. Why do you think they want this? Seriously. Because it was already, it was, it, it, it was inevitable. It, it, but, it, it, but it's just, because I can't figure out, you know, basically some people say destroying mankind could be in the future. Um, 
it, it's just for power and to make money? I, I guess. Tell it's always me, follow the money. Why? But why? here's one thing which is very interesting. And let don't answer the question because I, I didn't think about this. When you ask, when we ask society and science to stop this, to stop it in their tracks, can you ever remember when science stopped something and said, all right, that's it, that's enough? Because I never thought about this. And not only did we stop it, China stopped it, everybody stopped it. And it would have made billions and billions. But everybody said no. What was it? Now, remember, ChatGPT is merely one little iteration of this. And GPT-4 is the next one. But we'll get to this. But what was the only time? Because people say, it's never been done. Yes, it has been done. It was done, and I never thought about it until today. When was it? Think about it. When everybody said, all right, stop. And they stopped everything. What was it? Let's see if any of it takes a while for this to catch up. Let's say Hydra. Thank you. I don't know what they human cloning. Thank you very much. That was fast. Human cloning. Everybody stopped. I remember Dolly, Dolly the Dolly the sheep. The sheep. And it died. Or it did, you can't eventually it died. Human yeah. cloning, they stopped. In fact, there was a, the, the only person who was ever successful with this was a guy in China, and now he's in jail. Because even they said, Oh no, 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 no. You don't you don't do this. So it is possible it is possible mm -hmm. for some alarm button to go off all right let's go to something else yeah ron desantis slamming lgbtqia well i did know. he really do that uh, you know it warrants research a lot of people love ron desantis everybody loves the state pretty much any desantis fans here a lot of people who's a desantis fan there are a lot of them I'm talking about here. I understand. But Are I'm you saying, a DeSantis fan? One for yes, two for no. Let's get an idea of what we're talking about. Let's and get an idea of the room. people love the state of Florida and what's going on there, as witnessed by many people when that certain event hit in New York. How many people we know all took off, left for Florida? <laughs> now they're so coming, many that... They're coming back. No, but so many that are... The tax uh, revenue in New York State dropped uh, just about 20%. It was just announced on Friday because so many people went to Florida. Of course, Florida went up, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, because all the people moved there. And also California lost a lot of tax revenue because they moved, you know, Tennessee and North Carolina and Florida. But I wish Ron DeSantis, you know, he's got a young family. His wife could be doing uh, or will be doing. You're seeing I mean, the numbers here? A lot of twos, a lot of no's. I just... Uh, he's not ready. Here, here's the thing. He's not ready yet. Here's the thing. I, we need a warrior, everybody. We need a warrior. Don't get me started. Now I'm going to cut loose a little bit, all right? Hold on one second. <laughs> we just want to say, our friend R. He, thank you so Aww. much. Everyone should see the sound of freedom this week. Yes. What is that? Give us an appraisal. And thank you, by the way. That's for you, R. Heath. <laughs> uh, the sound of freedom, it opens officially on the 4th of July. And it is a movie from Angel Studios. And it is the life... Um, of Tim Ballard, who created Operation Underground Railroad, which is now a nonprofit. And Operation Underground Railroad, uh, Tim was a Navy SEAL, among other things, would go into other countries, rescue kids, you know, jump out of helicopters, infiltrate the whole business. This is a Hollywood portrayal of his life. Is this the Mel Gibson? 
No. Oh, Mel, oh, Gib- oh, Mel Gibson oh. is pushing it. He and Tim are friends. What so. about Caviezel? What's that one? Well, I'm, I'm getting okay, to I'm that. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm confused. Sound of Freedom. It's starting, starring Jim Caviezel. Caviezel. And, oh, okay. And, uh, Amira Servino. And... But it's, I want everybody to understand, it is based on the life of Tim Ballard, Operation Underground Railroad. And the Warriors is partnered with Operation Underground Railroad. I'm going to leave it at that. But it's a Hollywood portrayal. What does that mean? That means... You qualify that, that. And Operation Underground Railroad will tell you this themselves. Um, they take liberty with certain things. Based on a true story. Based of. on a true story. Okay. It is focused in another country, other countries. Um, that bothers you, doesn't it? It I'm not going to say it bothers me because I want all children all around the world to be safe and to to be taken out of these horrific situations. However, we have to start at home. So when I began working with Operation Underground Railroad, I'm just going to say this uh, fairly recently. One of my discussions was, I want you to do more work in the United States. And that is exactly now what they're going to be doing. A lot more work because we have this need right here at home in the United States. Therefore, the Warriors has now partnered up with them. We have a lot of new initiatives that will be announced after Labor Day going forward. But everybody should get out, should support this movie. They have a program going where you can buy a ticket and then a ticket is issued for free. Anytime we can talk about this subject matter. Anytime we can say a Hollywood studio. Anytime we can, you know, interview Amira Servino or a Jim Caviezel, it's all good. So everybody, you can get a free ticket. If you can't afford, just go. It's playing all over the country. Let's make it the number one movie. Uh, there are previews of it beginning tomorrow, I believe, July 3rd. Officially opens on the 4th. You're going to be hearing a lot more about it, but let's keep pushing it. Let's keep talking about it because it's the subject matter. And let's keep supporting, you know, a Tim Ballard. Who, by the way, took tremendous, um, how should I word this? Tim Ballard was on the Human Trafficking Commission with President Trump. And he took a lot of flack for that, Tim Ballard. R. Heath, again, thank you again for your kindness. Thank you for this. Thank you. R. Heath says, I agree with you, but at least this movie shines a light. That's what I'm saying. Is, 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 um. uh, Let me finish my Tim Ballard. I, I just want everybody to be very supportive of. Tim Ballard and Operation Underground Railroad because he did, like many of us, take tremendous hits being anywhere, you know. Near Trump. Near Trump. Now, I want to just explain that Donald Trump, and I've said this often, and to your listeners, and and he was the only one, he put his daughter in charge of human trafficking division in the White House. We're going to work on this. We're going to give funding. We're going to give resources to groups that have never been given you know, tribal nations, we are going to give them what they need to start addressing this. There was so much tremendous work done, nobody ever heard about, nobody ever addressed, and that is the truth. A lot of good for human trafficking happened during those four years, and I will always stand up, I will always say that, I will always be proud to say I was a part of that, and so Sound of Freedom, I urge all of you, talk about it, now, spread the word. help me with this. Mel yeah. Gibson is not directly a part. He's just supporting this. This is not a Mel Gibson no, film. Mel, Mel, no, Mel okay. Gibson is uh, now in discussions with Tim Ballard and some others okay. to perhaps do a documentary series now about trafficking. Good. And, and we're hoping that will be in the United States. 
Okay. There was the also about remember the movie we saw at, with Sylvester Stallone about trafficking. Remember that? That, was. that that we saw that at that Times Square, that horrible uh, theater. But that was good. And also we saw right. that, that wonderful. That was a while ago, though. Remember the one we saw from what was it? Was it um, not Indian? It was a foreign. No, that's hardcore. Oh, that's... Over in Queens when I took you? Yeah. To the juice wow. bar? Wow, yes, I don't yes, think yes. we can talk about that, but that's a hardcore... And again, that was India, right? India, right. We want to focus now on the United States. So hopefully, the hope is, I'm going to share, okay, um, Sound of Freedom, tremendous movement to for the public to get behind. Again, if you can't afford a ticket, go online, find the theater near you, you can get a free ticket. Those who want to be generous and support all of this, you can buy a ticket, and then one is put into the pot, so to say, for somebody who needs a free ticket, okay? Therefore, we want everybody to see this movie. But the hope is now that Mel Gibson will get behind, uh, do this docu-series he's talking about. Again, more media awareness, but not just, look, it's all good, not just a child is missing. Or not just, you know, um, and, and I say this with all due respect, a Gabby Petito is missing. You have to know the true face of what's going on behind the scenes, the horror of this all. The zero to two-year-olds being sold. The farms where they're raising children. And then those children, for the purpose of trafficking when they're a little bit older. It, it, and I don't want to get into that now, but this could be spearheading a lot of good things that are coming. And... and that's what I'll say. But everybody's sees about this? freedom. Absolutely. Republicans, are they organizing enough? Do you think they've got their stuff together? Do you think they are putting together that? a bulwark look, for... I'm so, look, I'm sorry, everybody. I admire those, I don't know what they're called, Democrats. I, I don't know what that group is called. Let me tell you, I admire them. They stay on message no matter what. They stick together no matter what. They shoot those mouths off no matter what. <laughs> they tell you lies to your face and they keep going. They don't even look back. So what I'm suggesting... They go I, door to door. And I, they well, knock on doors. They do stuff. And they, what do Republicans do? They watch Fox News and, with the five. Well, okay, every single day I'm asking, why don't the Republicans just replicate this? And I'm not suggesting lying and shooting your mouth off. Well, but when you have facts and truth on your side, facts and truths, everybody, why can't you be more aggressive? Again, what do I say to you all the time? This is a culture shift in 2023. Time for a new plan. We're behind here. So get out there. And I'm also sick and tired. We work on many child issues with the federal government. They are bipartisan. That means no political party, everybody. And they make a lot of noise. The Jim Jordans, the Josh Hawleys. They do a lot of noise, a lot of stuff. I'm including Marsha Blackburn in all, in all of this. We get to the finish line, and we can't get the child protection legislation over that finish line. And so then I'll say, okay, well, we got to keep pounding away. Every single day we have to talk about it, tweet about it, nonstop. And, and they don't, and they drop the ball. So I'm very frustrated in they're not stepping up more. It's like a lot of different kind of Republican parties floating around, people, even if it killed them, to, they need to come together and have one message and every single one of them, it's like you get your sheet in the morning, you know, like they used to give out at CNN. Mm -hmm. You're going to do this, this, and this, and this, you know, today. That's what they need, and they're not doing it. You got this one doing this, this one doing that. It's a mess. So I'm disappointed in that. And I keep talking about it and keep suggesting things, but 
falling on deaf ears so far. I I'm seeing a lot of folks saying that uh, um, France has canceled the internet. Not seeing that. Not seeing that. And by the way, when you say France is burning, if I might suggest not sounding celebratory, I mean I don't want to see this. This is this I is don't a want terrible. To see this. But sometimes people, and there is something that's happening right now, and this, and we see it sometimes. Social media, in particular build up the scrum. The scrum builds up the crowd. The crowd then turns into the the mob, and the mob takes on its own organic um, uh, structure. It's called aclocracy, a mob rule. And the next thing you know, this momentum picks up, and people are cheering, in essence, that France is burning, when in fact they're trying to get the attention of people. Hey, look at me. I'm, this is what I'm saying. This is the end, or the attempt to end all civilization and all order. Now, I know that sounds like much, but I don't know what Klaus Schwab and everybody else has to say. And what about the Great Reset? People don't understand. Let's change it a little bit. How about this week for the first time, geoengineering at least made mainstream news after how many years have I been to the point where driving people how, how Since many? 9-11, maybe, after 9-11. I've I don't been know. screaming, and people thinking, this guy keeps talking about his chemtrails. I said, it's not the chemtrail. And I was saying it and right. saying it, and now guess what? There it is. It's just like Bilderberg. Remember, they said, there's no Bilderberg. Well, there's, And then all of a sudden, they had a, their website was up. Yeah, there's a Bilderberg. Wait a minute, but you told me. Well, I know we said that, but we changed our mind. Uh, well, I'm seeing it in the sky. There's no, there's no denying. And and there are different scientists and Dane Wigington. I mean, different people involved that have been. You know, you've certainly been talking about it. They're controlling the weather. And then to have a little headline, a little buried headline, uh, the current occupant of the White House. I, I I can't really say his name, everybody. I I just can't. I just say current occupant of the White House. I think I stole that from you, but that's mm -hmm. what I say. A uh, little headline, when was it? Friday, maybe, buried, that, you know, we need to start uh, controlling the weather so uh, we, can keep, we can keep the globe cool or something to that. It was some little headline buried somewhere. And in essence, China has been doing this for years, and we have to always know, and I know this from all my Chinese friends and contacts, whatever's happening in China, eventually we follow and they've been we doing have it for been, years, so we're doing it now. We have been uh, saying this uh, since um, this was from 1997. This is Secretary of Defense William Cohen. We all know this one. He says, I guess all of you scoffers. Oh, no, uh, no, excuse me, that's not it. Uh, da, 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 da. He said, that's not what I want. I want, his, uh, I want these statements. Here we go. Others are engaging even in an eco-type of terrorism whereby they can alter the climate, set off earthquakes, volcanoes remotely through the use of electromagnetic waves. So there are plenty of ingenious minds out there that are at work finding ways in which they can wreak terror upon other nations. It's real, and that's the reason why we have to intensify our efforts, and that's why this is so important. Now, this isn't Alex Jones. This no, isn't David Icke. 1997. Ooh. Now, he's been saying this, and we've been talking about this. This is April the 28th. 
And what happens is I deal with people and I'm saying, yes, but he said this. They go, yeah, but people do not like to hear us basically telling people what they should know. How about the new rules for Twitter? What's that about? Well, I just want to say, though, going back to that for a second, one of these fires in Canada that they keep claiming is why we have a smoky New York City or why they claim you have to stay in the house today because it's bad for your breathing or they say pregnant women, this is poisonous to you. There was some statement they put out the other day, Kathy Hochul, governor, everybody, uh, unfortunately. But Who governor, knew about this in right, advance. About a week, a week ago she said, <laughs> you know, we had this and then it went away, right? We had clear skies. We had that glowing orange effect a few weeks ago. <laughs> that was very bizarre, okay? Streets were empty, very strange. That went away, looked okay, then it came back. It came back, I don't know, last Wednesday, I started seeing it roll down the Hudson, and then they put out reports, you know, pregnant women stay in the house, this, this could affect your, your baby. And very frightening information they're putting out again. Again, my concern is the kids hearing all of this. Um, as, far, as far as Twitter, you know how I feel about that. Everything will eventually be behind a paywall. That is how they'll rein Social media, again, I put that in quotes, everybody, uh, because I call it anti-social media, actually. They will rein it in by putting it behind a paywall, get start getting rid of a lot, a lot of people, because people won't pay for it. But they're getting ready for the advent of AI. That is my opinion. Can you that trust is, Elon Musk? Is that a question? Yes. Is somebody asking me? I'm asking you. I say no. Of course not. I... You can't trust anybody. I, but he's better. <laughs> well, I trust you. But put it this way. He's uh, better than I, he's better than Jack Dorsey. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know. Wow. Per, I don't know perhaps if he was wow. put in this position to do all of this. In the meantime, it looks like Kind of like, like a yeah. You know, like a work that what term about I his, use a lot. What about wrestling. his what about his number two gal? His gal Friday. Yacarino? Excuse me. That's her Kids name. Kids watching. That's oh, her oh, name. Sorry. That's her name. Well, I heard, but again, I don't have proof. But, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> you know, she's clamping down on anybody talking about child predation issues. Um, it's funny because when this Elon Musk took over and everybody was cheering him and everybody had their, a lot of people had their accounts reinstated. I want to remind everybody, a lot of people didn't, still haven't had their accounts reinstated. I'll just leave it at that. And people's numbers started spiking, and mine certainly, all of a sudden, I started getting new followers. I started, let me tell you, in the last few weeks, nothing. Nothing. Maybe two followers. Maybe two followers. On Twitter, yeah. On At Twitter. Lynn's Warriors, no, yes. but maybe two followers going on three weeks now, and that's just virtually impossible. So... I don't know what the deal is there. That's why it makes me more suspicious about Elon. Okay. Here's a new one doing. for you. What's up zoning? Dig this. I've been talking about this for a long time. It's now finally coming out. Things have been happening across the country where the government can just come in, executive order. I'll use Governor Kathy Hochul as an example. Right now, I know in New York, the town, the Tony town of East Hampton, um, where everybody flocks a lot of celebs, a lot of people. They, beautiful homes for the most part, the, they want to take their property. There's a lot of fighting going on there. How, how do they uh, do that? Well, they say it's not, I'm trying to break it down and make it very simple. The zoning laws, 
so towns, cities have zoning laws. They're coming in and superseding those zoning laws, and they're not having the town meetings. They're not having the votes. They're just taking. They're taking the property. I know in California of different instances where people in their small backyards can now divide it up and build a little cabin back there or just divide it, I don't know, put people on the property with the goal being, now people will do things to make money, okay, certain people. Other people, the the discussion is, you know, you people live in a nice town or you people have too much property or you people, you're white privilege or you people, there's been so much racism, we have to now divide it. We all have to live. You have to give some of yours. Remember BLM and, and, said, and, we no, own wait this a minute. Remember they, the they want, you, you could have a beautiful estate on East Hampton, and they want to build an eight-story apartment building on your property. And, and I'm not exaggerating. This is what they're going for. Now, uh, we just had on some friends on my, my show, mm-hmm. State of the Nation, in Norwalk, Connecticut, protesting this, because this is what they're doing in Norwalk, Connecticut. They're going in, and this is what they want to do, just take people's land. They want to build things. Uh, public has no say. You're not having any say. It's called upzoning, and everybody needs to know about this. They tried to do it in Far Hills, New Jersey. Actually, a couple of years ago, it started. A lot of lawsuits, but there's a lot of money in Far Hills. So when you have money, Greenwich, East Hampton, you have a lot of money. You can try to fight it. Greenwich, they're doing all kinds of things in that Greenwich. But here, but understand that either they will change your zoning directly, or all of a sudden they say this would be a nice place for some low-income housing right, right here. To destroy it. Now, to let distribute. Me, let me right. explain to you a couple of people that I know, and these are my favorites. These are a couple of people that I know. These are these phony baloney liberal types who think everything's terrific. Let me tell you one in particular. She and her husband live, I'm not going to name the city, but it's a big city. And uh, she lives in a gated community with her Range Rovers and her foreign maid. And she's got her two kids in private school. And she loves her BLM sign and no hate spoken here and all this kind of jazz. And uh, for, she says, well, I believe in, you know, diversity and equity and all that. And they say, great. Why don't you move someplace else? Why do you live here? Oh, no, no, no. Would you mind if I let a lot? I'm going to buy because I'm telling you right now, somebody's going to say, you know what? We'll just buy this. Here, George Soros here. I'm going to put four new. How many houses are for sale? Good. I'm going to put these families in there. How do you like that? You want diversity? What if your kids came home and married some diverse person? What if your kid, and by the way, let me tell you something what they're going to do. I got I think you and I were talking about this. What Harvard should do is to say, you know what? We don't even have any requirements anymore. That's what Forget I Forget the application. <laughs> I say, open the doors. Come we on in, everybody. Only, we don't want any white people, period. Yeah. There's no application. We'll pick you. And also... Hey, stupid kids with your with, with your with your college grant, you're all pissed off about that. You know where your money went? It went to uh, Ukraine. So here's the best part. We have this. Uh, well, I shouldn't. I gotta be careful. We know this family, and they're really big into hoity-toity uh, collegiate sports. You know, racket sports in this, and they spend so much money with little Muffy and the we and the and the and the, and the summers going to learn lacrosse or whatever the hell she is. If all of a sudden some guy whose name was Dave last year all of a sudden shows up and kicks little Muffy off of the the Brown or the whatever lacrosse team, and and not only that moves a bunch of low income diverse people into their Tony gated community. You want to watch 
some people upset. There's nothing funnier than a liberal, and I hate to use that term, but I will, yeah. who all of a sudden gets his shoved down their throat and up their keister by the very programs that they mindlessly advocated because it didn't apply to them. Hey, listen, uh, Mrs. Morgan, whatever it is, what would you, do you mind if your daughter marries the a son of a, oh, wait a minute, hold it, no, no. You don't mind if we break up that bloodline, do you? They are, they are all But it's talk. always that way. They're the loudest mouths, but they're not going anywhere. They're putting all this out there, but they're all living fine behind their gates, behind, you know, those are the ones destroying it for everybody else. They don't want. They, they can would go crazy if all of exactly. a sudden. Exactly. They have nothing. But people to, do have to know about upzoning. We but have to they, make people right. aware. Like but Norwalk, they took to the streets. They're protesting. But people they don't have to want know. diversity. He's like, you want I'll fix it. Oh no 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 no. You want diversity? I'll fix it. I'll I'll diversify your neighborhood. I'll diversify your community. You will, it'll be so diverse you won't even recognize it anymore. And they would say because they're full of it. They have no interest in communicating, being with, conviviating, sharing. It's all it's all a, a label. It's like the mask. Remember those people? Remember but those I know, but hey, we got our exhausted shot. from this already. We all I'm, okay. I'm just getting started. I know, but it's so What about can, Alex so, Soros? Well wait a minute. You Listen can see through this the everybody's on to these people now. It's like so paper thin, these plots they try to put over on everybody. As far as Alex Soros, 37 years old, his father, according to what they say, they, uh, seated the company to him, Open Society Foundation, and he cut 40% of the staff, and he did this because he wants to tighten it up, and he wants to concentrate on three areas only now. He wants to concentrate on abortion, gender and elections now they of course have been focused and concentrating and funding this but now they're going to go really hardcore but does he want more abortion what is he want with abortion does well, he not have enough look how they got almost 100 da's across our country in yeah very smart very smart plan frankly and that's something republicans don't understand what do you do it's tough at the federal level right everybody but you get in there at the community level. That's where you start building, and that's exactly what they've done. Look at New York City with Alvin Bragg. Uh, look at, I think I can reveal this, uh, I got a very important letter, part of our New Yorkers for the Equality Model, fighting this full decriminalization of the sex trade. Again, the demand is for children. We don't want pimping and brothels next door to you and trafficking to be legal, and that's what they want in New York State. To give you a little history of what I'm talking about, and we got a letter the other night. This is going full steam right now. They're going to really be going hard. Uh, Mayor Eric Adams, there used to be a human trafficking office in the administration. During de Blasio, that was changed to a gender equality, gender equity office, something like that. Now they're changing it to sex workers productivity office. Wait a minute, what? Yes. In the mayor's office? Yes. And You mean hookers and... Sex, and workers, sex workers productivity so how we can product wait a minute, wait a minute. so how what we, is their product so we can help them we can um, pass this law of full decrim so they're not abused so they have workers rights this is being pushed by so many women legislators if you know the history of trafficking it is mostly women and girls of color that are vulnerable have nowhere to go have no money low income, no income. That is the true face in New York. This is, let me explain and, but this. But let me just finish this okay. thought, please. We received this emergency letter 
that Mayor Eric Adams' office now, we were offended as a group, New Yorkers for the Equality Model, that they keep referring in all of this in Albany, trickling down to Adams' office, children as sex workers. Children cannot be sex workers. Children cannot consent. They are normalizing. They want kids to be sex workers. This is what they're talking about. We fight that. Kids cannot be sex workers. This they is a crime. Consent. Minors, okay? We get a letter back. I sent the letter to you that they are taking all of their wording and they are being the direction of this new sex workers productivity office is through Open Society Foundation and they are going to be calling everybody sex workers, including children. This is horrific. This is a crime. Today's Sunday. I don't watch any news. This should be all over. Every news program, online, every program, people have to know what's going on. They want your kids to be sex workers. They want your kids in windows in Times Square, I am not exaggerating, being sold for sex to strangers. This is what they're pushing for. People have to know about it because if it happens in New York, they consider New York the leader, it's coming to your town soon. And look what's happening. The idea, first of all, if you want to go into a, to a, uh, a group of people, and by the way, you might ask yourself, how is it that people consent to this? How is it that people who were rationally, seemingly rational, can consent to this? One of the things that everybody, this goes back to B.F. Skinner, how you break people's phobias is called successive approximation. Whenever you, we want to introduce something, you could, we always talk about habituation, conditioning, getting people used to something. You start off with little things. For example, it wasn't as widespread as they said, but there were little kids seeing these John Waters dystopian with these mammoth phalluses, these mentulate freaks coming in and sticking dollar bills, and these kids were looking at this, and, and, that was step one. And people said, why are you, uh, they, they tried, they, what did they say, that you're, you're trying to demonize LGBT, and by the way, many of our friends who have been entrenched in the actual LGB community since pre-Stonewall are saying, we're, we're not a part of this. These freaks are saying, who are these So they freaks? start with that, okay? Next thing you know, little kids are learning in schools, little sto stories about buggery and Well, they're all handing kind of them those books. They're forcing right. those books on them. Again, did you mind that? No. They can learn this fine. Okay, good. Now, if sex work is a legitimate form of business, right? I mean, if it's like spot welding or small engine repair, mm -hmm. why not have a farm team? Why not have, remember Junior Achievement? Why don't we have like a, the little league for this? You think I'm kidding? You think, you think I'm kidding? And, and yeah. what's happening is that I love these people. And frankly, don't get me, please, this is my opinion. I love all these religious types who say, Satan and this. Well, say, like, why don't you get off your butt and do something about it. Quit talking about Satan. Call it Satan, Lucifer, Beelzebub, evil, whatever it is. This is going on. And what do people do about it? Nothing. And why? Because they don't know anything. Because they don't read. Because if Greg Gutbucket on the five or Judson and Piro, if they don't talk well, about it. Well, they won't talk about this. And this is what people have to know. They won't talk about but it. It's CNN this. won't talk about it. News Nation won't talk about it. MSDNC won't talk about it. I'm sitting here telling you the truth of what's happening. So while everybody's worried about those books, and you should be, and everybody's worried about the drag queens, this is happening, and it is again coming to your town. 
I don't know if it is possible, but we need an education militia. We need to have groups of people, families who pool their resources, yank their kids out of schools, and have, in essence, a pod system where you have either uh, retired teachers, PhD students, we, you pull them together and say, how much do you want to make a year for a decent salary? Kids will meet maybe two hours a day maximum. That's it. You don't have to overwhelm them with this. Well, the rest is, we have some of that going on in New right. York privately, arts, you know, uh, outside, gardening, because kids need all of Let that. Let me stop for one second. Tina Thomas, thank you. Or Trina, excuse me, Trina Thomas. Thank you so much, Trina. Thank you. A little hand. No, but people repetition. have to know this information. I'm not an alarmist. I'm not uh, I'm not going to go for that low-hanging fruit that everybody's getting wrapped up in. Leave the trans thing for a while. Protect your own kids and grandkids and family members. These are the issues you have to know about, and we have to come together as a community, and we have to fight this. Because what are they doing? They're, I can't believe in New York that mothers are backing this and saying this is healthy. I'm, I'm in shock that these legislators are, um, are, are going for this and it's just an I work New Yorkers for the equality model so everybody understands I don't I don't like these labels but there are some hardcore liberal women you might consider on this that are against this right this is horrific we've we've got judges we've got prosecutors we've got psychologists people working they hate and this hardcore as are the warriors women's libbers from from time gone by going and, all the way back um, and it, by the way let me just explain this one thing so that people don't understand this see years ago a lot of people said why is prostitution against the law if a woman wants to do that that's her right that's the libertarian view if she wants to make a few bucks instead of you know working for you know for uber or whatever it is shouldn't that be between a woman and okay, fine. And I used to stupidly, without really thinking, say, "Yeah, that kind of makes sense." Because I'm not sure if a woman should be basically arrested if she indeed consents to having someone pay her for an act that would be completely legal if for free. However, what I was missing was that there is no such thing as the pretty woman scenario. What this law does is it these the sex work legalization bills, they basically legalize being a pimp. So what the equality model says is we're only going to legalize it for the prostitute. Everybody else, uh-uh. Held accountable. Uh-uh. Because the pimp sits back. And let me also say one more thing. <clears throat> Are you ready for, a, for an Airbnb brothel in your home? Because remember, this is going to be legal. This is going to be legal. And here's the best part. In parts of Queens, we know, it is so open, so flagrant, so... And these women, all of them are owned by someone. Nobody... Let me try being a freelance prostitute in New York City or any place for that matter and let the, the pimping union get a hold of you. It ain't going to happen. No. It doesn't work. The women I know who have tried to do that, the girls, they are beaten to a pulp. They are left for dead, and they're told you're going to work for me now because I'll just leave it at that. What about the what about but the, the demand is for children? I want everybody to know about it's our children, and they've been look at look what the kids see online. Oh. Look at these shows like Idol or The Idol, whatever that is right now that's on. Look at uh, Big Mouth, which has been on several seasons. They say geared for we use adult actors, um, but 
you know, these are kids in high school on some of these shows, even though they might be 18 in real life, the kids are watching, but they're also letting these creepy adults watch kids that are constantly having sex and smoking and doing drugs and, you know, they're in 10th grade and all kinds of weird stuff. So again, part of that habituation, but uh, letting these drag queens go into the libraries, into the schools, do performances in some churches, even whatever these places are, getting kids, you know, just habituated again. It's that. What about word. the what about the Montclair, uh, uh, the, uh, the the library? Glen Ridge. Glen, Glen Ridge. Glen Ridge. I'm going to do a follow up on that. Glen Ridge is a small little town in in New Jersey, uh, next door to Montclair, which is considered Montclair, North Jersey. Very liberal. You have a lot of. People who from New York moved to Montclair when they had kids, and um, you know it's it's whatever. It's a very colorful town, nice town, but when Glen Ridge, a couple of moms at the very tiny Glen Ridge Library a few months back, asked about, they saw these books on display. I know exactly when it was. It was around Martin Luther King's birthday, so it was January, everybody, and they noticed the there was nothing about Martin Luther King in the library in the kids section. It was a display with all of these books we don't like, okay? And two parents started this. They asked the librarian, who decides, very nicely, who decides on these books? We don't care for these books out on open display. There's nothing on Martin Luther King. There's just this very, and there was another display where you check out the books. So kids had to see it. All they did was ask, we'd like to talk to whoever chose these books. We'd like to talk to, you know, and all hell broke loose. And they bust all kinds of people in. And of course the media covered it. They were torturing the people who brought this up. They were ringing their doorbell. They were threatening them online. I understand a couple of people moved away. They were throwing eggs at their houses, everything that could be done. See how organized they are? For questioning, well, they bust them in. And it was like close to a thousand people showed up for a meeting. And they scared off the couple of people who all they, they didn't want to ban books, even though it's called a book ban, everybody. People are not saying banning. They're questioning, what are these books? Why are they there? Let's vote on them. Let's decide who's deciding on these books. Now, if there was Amos and Andy or some other, remember uh, Little Black Sambo? Remember these movies? You can't have that. Let me explain something one thing quick about being a kid. Well, kids don't get things. Years ago, I'll never forget this. True story. Little kid hears about sex is good. Sex is good. Mommy and daddy sex. Sex is where babies come from. Sex is good. Sex is good. Okay, fine. Not not just a little bit of kind of a cursory, and that's as far as it goes. All right? That's, that. The kid gets it, you know, understands it. Somehow, and this was years ago before it really got bad, this kid sees either seduction or sex or something in a movie or something. And it was one of these, oh, you know, oh, oh, this this ecstatic pain. And the kid comes up to his mother or father and says, does sex hurt? And the mother says, what? She has no idea because she didn't know the most movie was on. Her goes, what are you talking about? Does it hurt? You Are you okay? Is everything all right? He goes, what? And the mother comes in and sees this and has to explain to a kid no, you see, that feels good. And the kid's looking at him like, what are you talking, how can, now, if a kid can be that confused or temporarily confused about something, that's that can be one question. Imagine seeing some seven foot, heavily phallus, metallic 
John Waters' divine freak sticking private parts in her face and saying, this is entertainment. This is okay. Oh, here's a... What I, but I want to know, who are those parents bringing the kids? We do not co-parent with the government. We do not take direction from the government with our children. There is parental autonomy. And also our children, K through 12, what every about grade our, is behind what in about reading our, and math. What about our friend whose son is in a public school and he says, when did he have coming out day? Fifth, fifth grade. Fifth grade. And he's New York City public school. And I said to the mother, well, what will... Well, did you check it out? What's the curriculum? What's now? Nah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But but, but the thing no, is, no. But this is but, just but, being... wait, wait, right. But he he was barely in puberty himself. I mean, he he didn't even understand girls. He's not shaped. He has no idea. He's still playing with games. So anyway, so he says, "What's going on here? Coming out day? Coming out? Coming out for what? For being gay? Am I gay? Is it? Who's gay? Is that good? Okay, I want to come out too. I." Do we come out? How do you explain why coming out to a child who barely understands puberty? Okay, but I think the thing it's, is, this is so. What happens is this kid. You know, listen. There are enough screwed up people who go through regular life without this happening. They're on the conveyor belt to doom, and these are whole generations of kids confused by a bunch of parents who have no idea of what the hell is going on because they're too busy. But that's what I was going to get at. You have to know that this is happening. Again, I go back to K through 12. We have a horrible mental health crisis. We don't talk about enough. Fentanyl with the drugs, the vaping, we don't talk about that enough. Now, we've got everybody behind in reading and math. We've got everybody online. It has to happen at home because if the schools are no protection, the government's no protection, while we fight for you at the Warriors, slowly chipping away at things, you have to take action. I can't explain it any better. I think you did a great job. How about a big hand for her? Is she great or what? Is she great? Oh, thank you. But it's true. Now, um, let's any... leave on a high note. We're going into 4th of July. Wait a minute. I'm celebrating. Wait a minute. Yeah. Two two good pieces of news you brought to me. Mm -hmm. One was the Elton John story and also about dating and signs that people want oh, to well, get back. Let's, we should have some good news. First of all, um, some good news is when I saw Elton John, I said to you the other night in Glastonbury, which is their big festival, musical festival, and held on a farm, and it's all different mu musical acts, and, and he was the big, you know... Draw. Big, big draw. Headliner. Well, he's also, you know, it's, again, his farewell again. tour. Again. But uh, I think this is really it for him. Uh, over 200,000. They stopped counting at 200,000, crowding onto the farm to see him, and I said to you... You know what? And I don't like crowds, but for people to come out, they want to hear music. They want to be in a crowd. They want to be together. They're not wearing the face diaper. Good for them. I think that's wonderful. Uh, speed dating, which I pointed out to you, is, is making a comeback. Young people can't believe there was something even called speed dating. So now they're having little clubs forming. Not and Tinder and no, swiping and no, all that. And they want to experience this and they want to have that human connection, okay? So I think that's a good sign. Uh, we also have various schools, something the Warriors will be working on, and it's up to individual schools and school districts, and this is where everybody has to step up if you have a child or a grandchild and talk about this. Um, get the phones out of the schools, at least for those six hours. 
however long they're in school during the day, the phones are down, okay? Whether they check them at the door, can't have phones. The school's doing it across the country. The kids are interacting. They're listening. They're learning more. We have the studies. They're, they're talking to their friends at the cafeteria table. They're not just sitting next to them, you know, texting. We've got to get at least, you know, I had somebody fight with me and say, yeah, but they get out of school and use the phone. I said, but at least for that time, they're in the school. They're focused on the teacher. They're focused on the other kids. Now, again, don't throw at me. Well, the teacher's what they're teaching them. Leave that for a second. They're there. They're socializing. They're interacting. Okay. So we've got to rally around, you know, our school boards. Let's get the phones <clears throat> yes. out of during the day. So there's all, all little things that people can do that you got to roll up your sleeves. You've got to um, start taking action. You've you know what to. I wish we could somehow do? I swear to God, I wish we could bring back nuns. And I wish we could... The stuff that I thought was so... is so wonderful. We were so lucky. I, I, I just... You know, well, leaving one thing. We have a friend of ours who's a fifth grade teacher. And because kids, number one, have never held a ball... This is, of course, our, our favorite our Dollar favorite. Tree... When you hold a ball and you throw it and you learn about shapes and distance and parietal lobe and bit and coordination and placement, you get kind of better coordinated. They can't write. They can't hold a pen. They can't read because they've been looking at machines and devices that blast them. They, uh, their eyes don't know how to track. And it's one thing after another. These kids are going to end up being social misfits who have been denied of some of the stuff which we look back. Somebody said at the age of eight they were playing Legos. That was developmentally critical. You didn't even realize it at the time. It was critical what it did because when you replace that, it was, think about this. These kids who are isolated, they are monastic, hermetic. They don't ever, there's no coordination. They don't play. They don't interact. They don't. I mean, well, it's imagine up to them running the country in any event. Isn't she great? Oh. Mm. I, I she do great? want to put out a little. <laughs> thank you. As are, as are you, husband. That's true. Um, I do want to put a little warning out. The Barbie movie, that there's a lot of publicity. Please dig a little deeper. Please look into that. It may not be what you think it is, uh, as things usually uh, are these days. They're different from what we're led to believe. I'm just going to leave it at that. Everybody's anticipating Barbie in New York. We have the Barbie Cafe. We have displays. Women my age want to go see the Barbie movie. They want to bring their granddaughters. Kids want to go. And the trailers looked really cute. If any of you saw the trailers over the last, I'll so say, you're saying there's something more six to the months Barbie. with there. She's rollerblading and she's with Ken driving her Barbie mobile. But now I know what's actually in the movie. So I'm giving you all some homework to dig a little deeper. Look into that and make sure before you go, you know what's in the movie. Um, I think that's it. By the way, here is, again, here is Mrs. Ells. Please. I just want to say thank you for, for having me tonight. Thank you for listening, everybody. My passion and my calling is to educate each and every one of you to share any kind of information to sound the alarm that I, I couldn't really tell people a no. lot because... People can't handle it, but understand if you have devices in your homes, 
you have to step up. Well, you think have, about you this. You have a duty to protect the kids. The very fact that we kept these folks for an hour, one eleven eleven. I just saw that one eleven eleven. Is it that? I don't have my glasses on. It's over an hour already. No, no, one eleven eleven. Yes, it's happening. You a lot. You know what that is? We're getting happening a lot. Um, the fact because you are special. Thank you. You're focused on this, and you you represent an infinitesimally de minimis fraction of society. You 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 are rara avis, a rare bird. You are. You don't exist in the real world, but thank God. And, and. What? And don't let anybody hold you back from oh, yes. being with family, from being with friends, for for any of this for the 4th of July weekend. You celebrate, you get together. Yes. Um, everybody, if you know of somebody who doesn't have somebody, please reach out to them. And one more please, thing. Please, everybody, help each other. Celebrate. This is my celebrate. Your shirt. Remember this. I got my bandana. Our on. government sucks. <laughs> it's the worst. We if we had no government, it would be better. We might be better. But America, the United States, we all love America. We love our country. That gave people the greatest music and acting in Silicon Valley and it, our us Americans, plain old Americans, not that about Biden and Trump and Washington. That's that's different. We are great, and I love that part. I love my country. I love my tradition. I love my nationalism. I'm saying it. We're not perfect. We made some horrible mistakes, but the people, us on our own, we're great. And if and if for no other reason, you know how much I love music. Oh my God. Can you imagine the world today without American music? No. So anyway, don't ever confuse government with country. We love our country. All right? And that's it. So you have a great and a glorious day. Thank you all so much. We'll be Thank back you. tomorrow. Thanks, and Please, everybody. one more time, do us a favor, please. This is Mrs. Ells. Sign up for her, Thank for you. her uh, uh, YouTube channel, and she does it from the heart. And also, lindswarriors.org, if you're interested in her. Lynn's Warriors, L-Y, I'm going to get it. I named everything Lynn's Warriors so yes, people right. could remember. It's but amazing. everybody needs to remember it's we the people. The people have the power. Yes. We're in control of our children. We have to step up. We have to block out all this noise and distraction. There we go. Take care of business at home. And just be happy and Good. healthy. That's what I say. All right, dear friends, have a great and glorious night. We'll see you tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel, 8 a.m. per usual. And don't forget, as we always end with this valedictory, this denouement, this sayonara, the monkey's dead, the show's over, sue you. Bye-bye. That was